Welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here today with Brian Repack and Tony Econom of Obtuse Goose. Listening to San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast, featuring local artists, new releases, and more. Here are your hosts, Ian Tordella and Ed Kornhauser. Good morning, good afternoon. Good evening and good night. This is uh, San Diego Sessions. I'm your host, Ed Kornhauser. And I'm your other host, Ian Tordella. And we're here today with Brian Repeck and Tony Econom of the band Obtuse Goose. Good morning. Good morning. How's morning. it going? What's happening? Thanks for coming down. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Brian <laughs> is the keyboardist for the band and Tony is the drummer. I am the drummer, that's right. <laughs> I would like to mention that was a very Truman Show of you, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In case I don't see you. Right, right. <laughs> Before we get into some music, I had some housekeeping. If you downloaded the Ellen Weller episode, I had a lapse in editing. So that whole episode had some uh, off-mic stuff that has now been deleted. So if you downloaded the <laughs> Ellen Weller interview and you want to hear a better, better edited version of it, you can delete that and re-download it, and now the proper version is up there. So I thought it was kind of interesting. It was definitely some in, inside baseball. <laughs> there know. was a little too much inside baseball there. Was there was some, the, some backstage chatter. I forgot to delete the backstage chatter. You know, <laughs> almost 50 podcasts I had to mess up sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been messing up every podcast as we go. It's just a, yeah, it's a slow motion car wreck. Okay, so speaking of that, we have the, what is this, the 48th? 49th episode? 49. This is the 49th edition of This Versus That. My co-host, Ed Kornhauser. You guys are the 49ers. We'll have to. Do you? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to propose to Ed two options. You're going to propose to me? Of which he will pick (laughs) one and only one. Um, First up, Portland-based pianist and oftentimes sideman with Charles McPherson Randy Porter mm. versus uh, a pianist who recently is deceased, but his career spanned from the early 50s Randy until Weston. 2018. Randy Weston. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, oh, wow. Oh, this is one where you're going to catch me on a different day, and I'm going to say something different, but I think today I'll go with... Uh, I go with Randy Porter. I love his playing. I feel I'm not as familiar with Randy Weston, but I know his career was um, iconic. Uh, That is an inside joke, but uh, I know his career was quite long and and uh, and. All right, we'll go with the local local. Cut me off before I try to say what I was trying to say. (laughs) We'll go with the home team for Randy Porter because he is uh, from San Diego, so. I mean, Charles McPherson used to say they used to call him Little Randy, so. Um, 
Anyway. Is that like Little Richard? Next up, without the vocals, iconic tenor saxophonist Chris Cheek versus uh, tenor saxophonist and clarinetist Chris Speed. That is a hard one. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm gonna go with Chris Cheek. I, 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 maybe for the sheer fact I've listened to him more, but I've, I've got him on at least a couple of records, and you know, great player. Uh, me okay. Hard ones today. <laughs> All right, yeah. now we're going off, off, softball, off the charts softball, here. Softball, please. Um, the host of Jazz Night in America, mm. and often guest on NPR Music and writer for the New York Times, Nate Chinin, versus iconic jazz critic, writer for Downbeat. Jazz Times and the Village Voice, Nat Hentoff. Oh, I'm gonna go with Nat Hentoff. I've read at least a few things by by him that I've re- I've really dug. Yeah, and out of the two, he's the only one that's dead. That's true. So <laughs> you can't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if it's jazz, always opt for the dead guy. You yeah, know, for more more street cred. <laughs> the yeah, legend. exactly. Yeah, I was into when you know the original. And once again, we're here with our friends from Obtuse Goose. We're going to kick it off with their tune, Sec. Thank you. 
wanted to be a gangster. And we're back with Obtuse Goose. That was Sec from their new release, The Goose is Loose. And man, I was really enjoying that track as like a Fender Rhodes electric piano fan. This is uh, right up my alley. But as Ed was saying while we were listening, you're playing a, a Nord. Yeah. A Nord stage, stage two, right? Stage two. Not to EX. get too far into shop yeah. talk. Yeah. yeah. You use so yeah. all the sound, all the keyboard sounds were that. All the key sounds throughout the album are actually just done in the Nord, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, are, I mean, are, did you do any, like, post-production, too, like, with effects and stuff? There are a few overdubs. I don't know if we did any on that. I, yeah, we did a couple, actually, on that one. Hmm. Uh, and then other songs throughout the album will have some overdubs, but it's all utilizing probably the synth engine or something. There's There are no piano or electric piano overdubs, though. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, you, 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 we both have the same keyboard, but mm-hmm. uh, as we were just talking, you've studied it. You read the manual. Uh, you know how it works. <laughs> uh, you know how it works. I know like maybe 20, 30%, and 10% of that is because stuff that you specifically have showed me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a loss for a lot of it. Um, but yeah, you were able to generate like a lot of different tones. If you listen to the record, it's just sort of a uh, cornucopia. It's it's a Nord key. feature, really. It's a, yeah. yeah, it's a really Nordicopia. I, I made it because I need to get a sponsorship. Yeah, man, you do. <laughs> you do. You can get your sponsorship. Get on their website. You're man. writing that thing like real hard, like in terms of effects and whatnot. It's great. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll put this question to, to either one of you guys. But yeah. uh, when did the two of you, as well as your bassist, who is Oscar Beckman, mm-hmm. for the record, who's here in spirit? Yeah. yeah. We have a cardboard cutout of him between the two of you. Yeah. You can't see it at home, but it's right there. I only have four microphones. That's it. Right. That's it. Or you right. pay extra. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when did the two of you and Oscar get together and, and how? Um, well, we've kind of been hovering around each other for some time or before we met. Actually, we're in the same circle of friends. So mm-hmm. that's like Omar Lopez and Louie and all those cats. Yeah. Um, Louis, Louis Valenzuela, former yeah. podcast guest, and Omar's been on a bunch of recordings here. Right. Yeah. So I guess that's how we found out about each other. You saw me, actually, right? Playing with them at um, Yoko's or something? Actually, I thought you saw me, to be honest. <laughs> this is, this is so it, it, It's it, kismet it, either it, way. It's all, it's all at the Yoko's jam. So Afro Jazzy X used to host a few different jams. And mm. then there was one that they hosted across the street from Southwestern College. 
at a place called Yoko's. It was like a sushi restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know if yeah. Did you go down there? I didn't, but I remember it happening. Yeah, I should have gone down. Yeah. I remember, I don't know, either he saw me or I saw him, but I just remember... Um, we saw each other. Yeah, we saw each other. Across the bar, yeah. locked eyes. This wow. is a song. Yeah. This is a song yeah, right now. Exactly. Wow, it's right back um, to 1978. <laughs> <laughs> he, Tony reached out uh, over Facebook because he was at Southwestern, he was working at Southwestern College's mm. studio at the time, and they had just gotten the new Focusrite interface or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah we, we had just uh, been sent the claret to demo. It's like just an interface. And they wanted us to do this project to demo it at that studio. Mm. Um, and I just thought, who can I reach out to that? I know, you know, can, uh, come up with the song with me. So I, I reached out to this guy and Oscar was just a music student at Southwestern too, that I saw play a couple times under the direction of uh, Jorge Pastrana, mm. a great guitar player. And I just saw Oscar and I was like, this is another guy that I want to uh, play with. And so that's just kind of how, that's the short of it, I guess, if you mm. want to. You know, we just got together one day and just said, let's just jam. Now, there's a killer studio. Um, what's the name of the guy that runs that? His name oh. is Jay Henry. Jay Henry. Yeah, yeah. Jay Henry. Jay just Henry. Uh, aggressive New Yorker from the hip-hop days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I've I had one interaction with him, and yeah, he's an interesting guy. Great. <laughs> knows, his, knows his stuff. Though. I think yeah. he engineered and mixed Push It or something. Did one of those he's usually pretty vocal about what he's worked on though oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> it was something he's like, like that. yeah i remember like what, what did he say uh it's like yeah i recorded peter gabriel on a four track or something yeah. like right that. right i'm like cool yeah <laughs> i i got the chance to work with him for about uh five or six years and from the stuff that i know that he worked on he did uh um, shannon's let the music play mm. he did uh poison by bell Biv devoe oh that was right yeah. oh, wow. I knew he it did started a bunch with of, a p yeah. right yeah he did a bunch of stuff like that so, so he engineered bop, 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 bop. which <laughs> was, tony to this day will i will, will quote, quote that oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that's great <laughs> yeah i don't even play drums but i love to go over the drums he'll find a way to throw it in there right yeah. Situ- only- hey, the situation yeah. is critical. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I don't know. That's about it, guys. That's it. <laughs> um, so, speaking of recording, when and yep. when and where did you guys record this new album? We Airbnb it, so mm-hmm. we had this idea hmm. that we wanted to do everything on a budget. Um, and since I had gone to school for recording and stuff like that, I knew that all I really <clears> needed <throat> was a good room for the drums. So we started looking around on Airbnb to rent a house. We thought about Julian. We wanted to we go We found somewhere. actually yeah. a really cool spot in Julian, right up in the mountains, really secluded, high ceilings. And wow. it was really, 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 really dope. But um, it, we reached out to them. And we said, hey, how close are your neighbors just in case? Because yeah. we didn't want to drive all the way up there and realize there actually are people nearby and right. we would get some sort of complaint. And they never responded. Ah. They just didn't respond to that. They booked us, but they wouldn't answer our question. Oh. Mm. So then we found, <laughs> yeah. So we're like, yeah. uh, we found another place out in uh, called Hellhole Canyon, yeah, which is just oh, north. Wait. Of, yeah, yeah. You've heard no, of it? I've driven past it. Yeah, it's like Valley Center, mm-hmm. north of Escondido, kind of spot. Yeah, yeah. And the woman was really uh, quick to respond, answered the question. It was a six-acre property. Oh yeah, and the nearest neighbor was still pretty far away. Yeah. It was a cool spot. She was growing something on there too. What was your Yeah, growing? it was uh, so six acre property. She was growing a bunch of plants, a bunch of fruits Maybe and like vegetables. dragon fruit or something. Wow. Yeah, it was yeah. a dragon fruit Wicked. farm. It was huh. really cool. Yeah. Oh cool. Yeah. So that's interesting. And then you brought an engineer out. I, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Andre. Andre Elias. Yeah. We just kinda did the Led Zeppelin thing. We just got a house and brought the engineer. Yeah. Wow. Just did like the mobile 
Yeah, I've always wanted to do a cabin recording, but I've never like blocked out the time to do it. It was so honestly, it was really cool. It, what spawned the idea was last year, last summer, I went to Vermont uh, for a wedding, and I fell in love with the town that I was in, Burlington. Mm. And I remember coming I back. I hear they make great coats. But um, boom. So uh, I was walking around. I remember I came back and I told Tony and Oscar, I was like, "Man, that would be really, really cool if we actually had the money to mm. go out there for like a month." And, and yeah. write and record. It's a nice romantic notion. And so we're like, oh, well, let's do it on a budget. Let's go to Value Center. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> exactly. works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how long were you guys there hold up and uh, making the album? Uh, what was it, two days? Two and a half days. Yeah, oh. two and a half days. That's, yeah. a good, that's a good chunk of time, though. Yeah. yeah. Pretty quick. So half of it was setting up and tearing down that. Exactly. For the most part, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Actually, yeah. If we could yeah. do it again, we'd, we'd get a week. I, I think a week would be great, just to yeah, relax. It got, and, yeah. it got a little intense. Yeah. It's a great idea, though. I really dig that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, it, it was, was intense, good. but it was a lot of fun, actually. Um, in terms of uh, the music, who who writes the music? Do you all kind of contribute? Do you shape the tunes together? I would say for the most part, we definitely shape them together. Yeah. Um, one of us, I know for this one, there were some, a lot of these songs are old. I would come with like a basic outline, a template, if you will. Yeah. And then I wouldn't even write a bass line. I wouldn't even think about a drum beat. Mm. And I would just let them do their thing, and then we would all just kind of arrange it. I think I think a lot of the time you would probably come with like uh, like an A section because some of these it's like half and half. Some of these songs that are on the album have been like what they're like three years old or something. Well, then, ra- there's a song called Raspberries and Rum. That one actually is like probably five years old. And there's yeah. if you go on my Instagram that far back, it's yeah. me actually playing it with Diego. Oh, Diego wow. Velasquez. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's a, yeah, so that's a hot minute ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long time ago. A lot, most of these songs are actually, yeah, years old, probably. Yeah. The one that you guys just heard right now, Sec, though, was um, I think we have a picture of the day that we like wrote that one, though, because that one was just like, get the whiteboard out. We're doing math because yeah. he was like in seven and Oscar and I wanted to be in six. Mm. And we need to kind of get our little like uh, our pinpoint access points with, within just, the, you know. I'm just seeing like that, that whole thing of like the different. <laughs> yeah. Post-it notes with the lines drawn between them, like yeah, that's like, exactly what it was. Yeah. Like, what does it mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what our listeners are thinking right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but in spite of that, it really, really grooves. I mean, um, it's yeah. super accessible, and it's just like Appreciate between it. the electric piano and the drum tones, it's yeah, Thank really you, man. Yeah. hitting sound. Yeah, yeah. What would you say would the ratio be between like grooves that you've established and then outright like improvisation over it? Hmm. Mm, a live if we're playing live mm. there's definitely a nice 50 50 i think of both but yeah. recording you tend to like recording we out. wanted to uh give you more of a simplified version of what yeah. we do yeah we definitely went in thinking that we wanted to make this as approachable as we possibly could yeah. knowing that we're going to do a bunch of live recordings and we could talk about that in a little bit too but um, we just knew that like live, we're going to have the tendency to improvise because we're all just, you know, we're all just rooted in that jazz tradition <clears throat> of improv. So, mm. but we like to groove, I guess. I think groove is the most important, to be honest. Yeah. We, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel you. And it's a groovy record, man. Sounds Appreciate great. It. Thank you, man. Yeah. Um, so we didn't hear any on that track, but maybe we'll hear some later. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, we did hear it a little bit. I, I'm mistaken. You had like some spoken word kind of samples yeah. thrown in. Like what went into picking those? Uh, <laughs> or was it kind of random or just like this sounds cool uh we we went in with the mindset that we wanted to sample something mm. and actually for a sec 
during our rehearsals, we actually had a different sample altogether. Mm-hmm. And it was one, I, w- I wish, you know, I'm just going to spoil it. It yeah. was actually a sample of Tim Newton, Tim Fig Newton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What <laughs> yeah. was it? Wait, was it, was it one of his voicemails? Yes. Uh, it, yeah. It was a, it was a voice uh, message yeah. sent to a group chat. Oh boy. Yeah. He was uh Tim's was, an amazing drummer in town. Yeah, like phenomenal. A, killer, like great gospel chops, amazing groove. Oh my god, he's a beast. Great <laughs> fusion drummer too. Also kind of a clown. <laughs> yeah. And and it was funny because actually I still have it on my loop pedal. I usually use my loop pedal to trigger it. Yeah. And uh we rehearsed with it and the the sample was essentially him. It was late at night. He's te- he's like, hey man. I'm watching Transformers 3 right now. This movie's dope as heck. <laughs> but that, that didn't make the cut. That didn't no. make the cut. I wanted Sorry. to actually save it for next time we had a, a gig with him, like whether it be yeah. Bomb Squad or just something. Just to throw like, him Yeah, just off. to throw it. Oh, my God. Yeah, That's I wanted brilliant. to trigger that then, but it, it, we haven't done a gig like that in a while. He used and, to leave these voicemails like pretending to be some sort of agent. He's like... Hey, hey, Brian. This is uh, Steve Pickleberger here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a gig for you. It's uh, it's uh, it's a hundred dollars a night. It's in Malaysia. <laughs> like you would just like. <laughs> yeah. It would just troll people really hard. It was great. Yeah. I don't know how we. How did we choose the the Goodfellas one? I I remember just liking that one. I think we started talking about the movie one rehearsal because I had just seen it again or something. Yeah. And then we we're just like, let's I just really liked just that's like the first opening line almost in the movie. Yeah. I pretty just kind of liked yeah. it. And oh, I've like, always wanted to be a gangster. gangster. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's Ray Liotta. It's Ray Liotta. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now I recognize it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great to have samples or just some sort of vocals on yeah. a mostly instrumental album because mm. yeah. it yeah. immediately connects with people or gives them something to latch on to. I'm glad so. you said that because actually that was one thing when I was listening back to our album that I would like to have vocals on the next one that we do, mm. whether that me being sing, like being mm-hmm. a singer or someone, something else, just because what you said, I think people gravitate towards that. Everybody, I think, connects with vocals. Right. Because at least every once in their life has tried to sing something. Totally. Not everybody's tried to play saxophone or piano or drums. Yeah, uh, uh, people connect definitely more with vocals. Whenever I'm like booking a gig, I'm like, you sure you don't want singing? Yeah. Because you might like it more. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, speaking of that, do you guys ever, in a live setting, collaborate with other artists, like adding a fourth member? We've gone through a couple. We've we actually right. Yeah, you don't want to yeah, talk ch- about choice that. words, but yeah. yeah. No, I mean it's just yeah. We've had a couple that we we tried to uh, bring in to see how it would sound. We had a saxophone player and the guitar player, even a singer. Elizabeth, right? Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah. Sorry, Liz, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Sorry, yeah, Elizabeth. I know that. I just yeah. stumbled over it for now. Yeah, we had. She was guest number forty something. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she's great. She's great. I don't know. We just. Um, it's just really hard to bring somebody into something that's already kind of established, like chemistry wise. You know, it, it's hard to bring in another member and and impose that on them. Like you have to fit in here, and we didn't really want to. Uh, so, for example, with, with Elizabeth, like, she's freaking dope. We love her. Um, but the thing is, we were trying to record at that time when we brought her in. We just wanted to record, get our chemistry, like, documented first before we start adding people. Right. But to answer your question, like, we have had people come in um, and collaborate with us. Like, we had Cedris, uh <clears throat> I forget her last name, Weber, is it? Mm-hmm. I've only known her. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I've never yeah. known her last name. Weber, yeah. She's right. I've yeah. seen her sing a bunch. I've talked to her a bunch. 
I don't know her last name. Weber. <laughs> right. There you go. We Great vocalist. Too yeah. yeah. We had Great Melody vocalist. Ebner too. So we've had vocalists come in. We've had guitar players come in. Um, and it's mostly just like as a feature for them. It's mm. not so much of like come and be part of the group. You right. Know? But you guys are a great like unit. Um, and it's great to have like a like a sweet group like backing you up. Yeah. If you, if, you. You, if if their chemistry can kind of kind of match with yours a little bit. It's funny because right. we're the same band essentially for Mariela. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. we're her band. We actually yeah. play it like we it's almost like a wrecking crew situation, I guess, because we kind of just. But that's that's pretty common here in town. I, I feel like, right? Yeah, Everybody I had that. Yeah. I had that happen years ago. I used to play in this like four piece rock band with some dudes from state, and then we weren't getting a lot of gigs playing our jam bandy like mm-hmm. long instrumental solo rock tunes. And then the singer songwriter came. Uh, hey, it's like, hey, do you want to be our band? And so we became. That was how Jesse LaMonica <laughs> yeah, and the Dime novel. Oh, sorry, Jesse LaMonica and the Dime novel started. That's how you got involved with them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's. I had no it's idea. like we used to be this band from. We all played together when I was in college. Me and the guitar player went to state. Brandon. Mm. That was a long time ago. That was. It's a fun band. Well, I uh, think with yeah with obtuse goose back back on the train now or the yeah. <laughs> back sorry. on the goose. We do. You guys, I mean, as a trio, you guys have so much rhythmically going on. It, it gets. Even though it's really grooving, it's definitely complex. And I notice if you go from like duo to trio to quartet, everybody's role has to completely change. Like suddenly, yeah. if you have a fourth guy or or a singer or whoever, you ha- you get to play a lot less. Yeah. Yes. Or yeah. for better or worse, you know that yeah. can be a cool thing. But if, like you said, if you already have some stuff established, it, it can it can be an adjustment for sure. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. 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 You said that way more eloquently than I did. <laughs> yeah, we could be pretty harsh sometimes. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Just a savage over here, sorry. Well, it's just interesting. Like, when I play trio without chords, it's interesting, like, how much more space I have to, yeah. to maybe fill up or just leave leave empty. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whereas when there's four people, it seems space always gets filled up. Yeah. yeah. And that can be a, a hard thing. It yeah. can be a hard thing to, like, leave that breathing room. Mm-hmm. So... I got to ask, who did your album art, by the way? Because that is a, a really cool Ooh, thing. That's a good question. That's actually um, Oscar Beckman's brother-in-law. So no our way. bass player's brother-in-law. His name is Memo. Memo Malo. Wow. Yeah. Malo. Malo. Ma- well, it's, it's Memo Malo, if yeah. you're going to say it. like. <laughs> okay, you know. yeah. He's, yeah. He's down in Mexico in Monterrey, actually. And so he's just a great artist. Um, yeah, look him up on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. So. I think it's like Memo Arte. Yeah. That's his Instagram handle. Hmm. Um, yeah, great, similar style, uh, artwork and, uh, Oscar brought brought, you know, his work to us and he was like, I think this gotta be good. Have you been in the, um, the San Diego state practice rooms downstairs recently? Oh, not, I, even when I was at state, I barely went down there. Cause I guess he did like on the bottom floor, he did, did a like mural a mural. Thing. No way. Yeah. At SDSU. Oh, I gotta check that out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, it's really colorful. Yes. Oh, his whole, his whole thing is yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, shapes I, within shapes and yeah, like just... It's kind of Dolly-esque. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I got to check that out. I do remember aggressive. I helped somebody load some equipment there like two or three years ago. And I do remember going, oh, but I did. I was walking past it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember it, it jumped out at me because it was so colorful. Yeah, good question. Though, man. Yeah, he's dope. Okay. Yeah, yeah I got to check that out. It, it's... I won't describe it on the podcast. It does feature a goose, but also like different shapes and instruments kind of all sort of this amalgamation of things and mm. it, it was very cool jumped yeah. out at me yeah and i love the goose is loose that's just a great title it's <laughs> <laughs> a great well speaking of the goose is loose we're gonna let loose another tune and then we're gonna mm. go into our calendar and station identification but this next one is called 
Legends of Badem. And you want to give us a little intro on this? Uh, it's very video gamey, hence the Legend of Badem. Um, kind of like a throwback to Legend of Zelda, if you will. Yeah, just think video game. Yeah, it's, it's pretty evident. listening to San Diego Sessions. Subscribe on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com.
Here's your jazz forecast for September 17th through the 30th. As always, here are the regular happenings. On Monday nights, guitarist Louis Valenzuela hosts his jam session at Rosie O'Grady's in Normal Heights, 9 p.m. to midnight, and it's 21 and up. On Wednesday, Gilbert Castellanos hosts his long-standing Wednesday night jam session at Panama 66. Music is from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Come down early to hear the Young Lions from 6 to 8 p.m. with up-and-coming musicians from around San Diego. Every Friday, flutist Holly Hoffman presents Jazz Happy Hour at the Handlery Hotel and Hotel Circle from 5.30 to 7.30. No cover and parking is validated. On October 12th, catch former San Diegan pianist Todd Hunter with Dave Marr on bass and Duncan Moore on drums. On October 19th, pianist Irving Flores plays with Antar Martin and Richard Sellers. Also Fridays, Gilbert Castellanos presents Jazz at the Westgate, an intimate series in the Plaza Bar at the beautiful Westgate Hotel. Music from 8 to 11 p.m. Now here are some highlights for the coming weeks. Tuesday the 9th, Doug Webb and Ron Stout perform a salute to Jerry Mulligan's Pianolist Quartet for Jazz Live at the Seville Theater. Music begins at 8 p.m. You can call 619-388-3301 for tickets, or if you can't make it, listen from home on Jazz 88. FM. Wednesday, October 10th, trombonist Matt Hall plays at 7 grand at 10 p.m. with Ed Kornhauser on organ and Bob Weller on drums. Thursday, October 11th, pianist Mikon Zlakovich and trombonist Dave Scott play at Vins in Escondido at 6 p.m. The Jazz Cats Orchestra plays a scholarship fundraiser at Grossmont College at 6.30 p.m. with free swing dance lessons. Tickets are $20 or $10 for students. Friday, October 12th, pianist and vibraphonist Anthony Smith brings his group RetroSync to Dizzy's, featuring vocalist Ken Turner, bassist Doug Walker, and drummer Duncan Moore. Music starts at 8 p.m. Cover is $20. Saturday, October 13th, Joshua White brings his Trio Plus One to Dizzy's to celebrate the 101st birthday of Thelonious Monk. The group features Dean Hewlett on bass, Tyler Grutel on drums, and Matt DiBiase on vibraphone. The show is at $8 and $20 cover. Sunday, October 14th, the Ira Liss Big Band plays at the Handlery Hotel at 4 p.m. with Janet Hammer and Carly Inez on vocals. The Justin Grinnell Quintet performs at Grossmont College with Derek Cannon on trumpet, Trip Sprague on sax, Melanie Grinnell on piano, and Richard Sellers on drums. Music starts at 6.30 with a cover of $10. Discounts for students and military. It's Sassy Sunday at the Turf Supper Club with vocalist Lorraine Castellanos and Ed Hornhauser on piano. Music from 8 to 11 p.m. On Friday the 19th, guitarist John Schofield and Combo 66 performs in concert at the TSRI Auditorium in La Jolla, featuring Gerald Clayton on piano, Vicente Archer on bass, and Bill Stewart on drums. Shows at 7.30. Check ljatheneum.org for tickets. Trombonist Dave Scott and his combo play at Northern Spirits in San Marcos at 7.30 p.m. Saturday, October 20th. Trombonist and vocalist Aubrey Logan plays at the Museum of Making Music in Carlsbad at 7 p.m. Tickets available online. You're listening to San Diego Sessions. You're listening to San Diego Sessions, brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. And we're back on San Diego Sessions. Once again, we're here with two, two-thirds of the band, Obtuse Goose. And if you're listening out there, Remember, you can see some extras, pictures, videos from the show on our Instagram. That's at 
San Diego Sessions podcast. And uh, if you like us, you know, why don't you go browse on over to iTunes maybe and uh, check us out. And if you really like us, why don't you leave us a nice review? Maybe some subscribe. Stars. Subscribe. Yeah, definitely subscribe. I mean, that goes without saying. Am I right? Um, yeah. But if you don't like us, man, you, you know, you can just leave that whole review thing aside. Also, point <laughs> of fact, I just found out this this week, uh, we are on Spotify as well. So uh-huh. if you don't have um, iTunes or if you just get your podcast through another way, you can check us out on Spotify just as easily. Subscribe on there too. And uh, all of our stuff is up there. It updates automatically. And if you have any comments or would like to be a guest on the show, or even if you'd like to be a guest host on the show, you can contact us. Yeah, I love weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> we need a sub here. Yeah. podcast at gmail.com is our email address. And now it's time for our favorite segment of the week, the much-anticipated San Diego 7 with Edward T. Kornhauser. You got my middle name. It is, in fact... T. Theodore. Wow, you know. Wow. Teddy. Shoot. Eddie Teddy. All right, he got the first question yeah, already. Okay. <laughs> what is my name? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Uh, this is the San Diego 7. Uh, these are seven rapid fire questions we'd like you to answer Tony, on the top you, of your head. Tony has them. And the bottom of your heart. <laughs> this is like not rapid fire, really. I should drop that. I have <laughs> dropped that in the past. And this could be for both of you because um, I guess you carpooled here anyway. Right? <laughs> yeah. We did. Yeah. We did. Number one, what did you listen to on the drive up here? Ooh, nothing. Oh, yeah, we didn't listen to anything. Whoa. No, we're, we're just yeah. You guys are just sick of music. <laughs> Honestly, that happens sometimes. I don't know. I get musicked out. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I drove home the other day for like about 20 minutes and just listened to, you know, the sound of the breeze. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I actually will just drive with, and then you realize, oh, silence is, is kind of cool. It's, yeah. a nice, it's a nice rest. Yeah. yeah. It's all about <laughs> balance, man. Yeah. Uh, number two. How did you come up with the name Obtuse Goose? Ooh. Oh, I love that story. It's not a long story. Well, then go ahead and tell it then. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, the, the OBT of two stands for Oscar, Brian, Tony. Ah. And we just wanted to have a way to incorporate all three of us in our name. And so Tony actually came up with it. He sent in a group chat a list of names and one of them was just like OBT obt 3o obt trio something along those lines and the very last one was obtuse goose and i was like oh that's the dumbest name let's go with that one yeah <laughs> it's a great name that was perfect. no that's perfect thank you thank you yeah, yeah. i like that my wife said when I, she heard that, that she's like i'll never forget that name it's a great name right and that, you know, people have said that they're like it's it's so random and out there that it it, yeah. it sticks with them Right. Yeah, I so. thought it was because it the OBT is capital letters. I thought maybe that was like OB trio, like Ocean Beach. But <laughs> Some oh, people no. have thought about that too. Because I just got back from surfing, so yeah. It it actually but, also came from that one song. I don't even know the name of it, but it's like you down with OPP, and I was like, you down with OBT? Yeah, you. Know. Yeah, you. Th- yeah. I think that was one of the names. You down with OBT? I think that was one of the names you sent too. Well, not the whole phrase, but yeah, yeah. something like that. OBT. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Yeah. Number three, would you rather witness the formation of planet Earth or witness its destruction either via supernova or an asteroid impact? I think... No, when I say witness, I mean not necessarily be on. Obviously, you couldn't be on planet Earth while it's being made. Witness it from some sort of a distance. I think either way, destruction's involved. Hello. Whoa. I know. (laughs) He does this. He does does this. I... (laughs) 
Brian Repeck, ladies. You solved my question puzzle. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. I mean, okay, all right. That's, that's how the moon got there. That's true. <laughs> Good point. All right. Number four. What's your favorite dinosaur? Velociraptor, for sure. See, it would be, you but like it's the not guy. like the movies. The I Velociraptor is a golden retriever. It, it's, a gold, it, it's, it's the same it's, size. It's an ostrich. It's, same it's size. an ostrich. I know, but it's the same size as a golden retriever. It's smaller really? than an ostrich. Yeah. Really? They're uh-huh. that small? I said yeah, what I said. Tony looks really disappointed. They're really, really small. <laughs> but I saw this movie where they were like really yeah, smart. They like yeah. chased these kids around the kitchen mm-hmm. and they ate Samuel L. Jackson. Well, the most recent one listens to orders, much like a golden retriever. Right, would. From, <laughs> right, right. From, from Chris Pratt. I know, from freaking Andy from Parks yeah, and Rec. Parks and Rec, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Uh, my favorite dinosaur was, I think I asked you this question too. Yeah, I found, back. that's why I, I, I looked through our old text and then randomly I saw that yesterday <laughs> and that's why I'm using yeah. this. And I think you said triceratops or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you like the cockroach, huh? That's not a dinosaur. <laughs> I said what I said. Okay. Um, <laughs> Megalodon. Yeah, that's, Ooh, that's a dope that's, one right there. You know what? I, I don't have a favorite. Di- I'm going to say Iguanodon because mm. they have big old thumbs to give you the thumbs up. <laughs> okay, mm. It's a very positive dinosaur. <laughs> Constantly. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, I approve of this. <laughs> All right. Number five. And this is a little bit more towards Brian. Mm. This is like this versus that. Kind of like the beginning with okay. me and Ian. This versus that. Nord... The National Organization for Rare Diseases. <laughs> okay. Versus NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command. I'm going to go with NORD. The National Organization for Rare Diseases. Yes. I think that's a good choice. I go with NORD, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, for non-keyboard nerds out there, this is a play off the, is it a Swedish keyboard? It's Swedish, yeah. It's a Nord. It's a big red keyboard. The keyboard that we were referencing earlier in the podcast that we both have. You know, I I often say you can get a Nord in any color as long as it's red. (laughs) (laughs) He's filled with them, isn't he? He's filled with them. I mean, I'm I'm, uh, bastardizing a, uh, uh, no, a fake quote, but that's attributed to Henry Ford. Mm. He used to say you can get a Model T in any color as long as it's black but he didn't really say that but it's become a historical yeah. thing he never said that though you can get him in blue mm. um <laughs> it's the story that's the best part right, it doesn't exactly. matter if it's true whatever he was a terrible human yeah. being anyway uh number six this versus that and this ties into a flock of seagull or sorry talk damn it gonna... was that the punchline yep <laughs> <laughs> let me do that again let you can edit that, that let yeah, me do that, that again good. A flock of seagulls versus the eagles. Oh. Mm. I'm going to go with the eagles. Yeah, the man. eagles. Yeah, for eagles. sure. Yeah. Don Henley. Hello. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, sure. I'll go with them too. Yeah. yeah. I believe it's Han Denley. Han Denley? <laughs> yeah. That'd be a great cover band. <laughs> <laughs> I could have gone with the birds or the yard birds or oh, yeah. a few mm. other ones, but. But yeah. those weren't in your question. No, or the yeah. jaybirds yeah. or the jayhawks. Uh, number seven, and this is sort of open ended. Okay. Mm. Bruce Lee. Mm. Oh, just that's whatever it. you want us to do with that. Oh, is fine with me. He's 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 the greatest. Be like water. Be like water. Yeah, I I did not know that was a quote by him, but what? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, I didn't. Know Are you that. kidding me? No, I didn't know that. Speaking of samples, I was just listening. That's on Kendrick Scott's record. Yes. Kendrick oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Be that's water. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yes. 
All you right. Need to, you need to get familiar with some Bruce Lee, man. Gotta get well, your sample. That's a famous together. interview where he talks yeah. about that. Loose huh. I do know something like this the smoothest uh, the smoothest uh, substance runs roughshod over the hardest substance on earth. Like it's from the the I Ching or something, talking about like water over rock. Mm-hmm. Just be like water over rock. Be yeah. smooth. He yeah. talks a little bit more in depth about it. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read the I Ching in high school. It was a long time. I think I wanted to be cool. Yeah. Uh, they pronounce for, it the itching? Yeah, the itching. <laughs> for those of listeners who don't know, you also you are a uh, you study jujitsu as well. Yeah, which is not Chinese. Oh well, fair. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we go totally off the rails, that was the uh, 49th edition of the San Diego Seven with Ed yeah. Kornhauser and Obtuse Goose. And again, Obtuse Goose has a brand new record out. It's called "The Goose Is Loose." <clears throat> but we didn't we didn't mention it before. Where can people find this fine recording on? online mm, or pretty or much in person anywhere right uh yeah it's on all major streaming platforms right now we don't have any hard copies i feel like we probably should i think that that would be better for live shows as opposed to just telling people hey seek it out yourself we don't have anything for you <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of live shows what do you guys have coming up this fall it's going on uh as of right now we only have one thing and it's more towards the winter time and i think it's actually december 16th uh oh we do i have i thought we were gonna play something this month potentially seven grand october 23rd um 10 p.m 10 to 12 a.m but i think the biggest thing what brian was saying was december 16th we're going to do a live recording and that's going to be with lyrical groove i believe right yeah i don't know if it's lyrical groove playing or something i just know kendrick kendrick dial lyrical yeah. groove uh booked the whole thing it's going to be a live recording slash video as yeah. well and we'll need bodies there so right get on. Yeah. do they need bodies. recording engineers there <laughs> <laughs> they might yeah, they yeah. Might. maybe i can get my laptop working by then yeah exactly <laughs> we do need to book more shows though um yeah. We've just kind of been busy with... Well, we've been writing. We we have more tunes already kind of in a whole another direction. Do you think you might be recording again? Well, the live recording in December, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we'll probably bust them out then. Yeah. Dig it. Something to look forward to. Nice. Yeah. So for the new new tunes, uh, you did mention like vocals or maybe a fourth member. What kind of direction are you guys veering towards for the next project? Uh, Well, this, this album was definitely a concept album, and I was actually... I think uh, more me and Tony kind of thing. I thought you kind of let me like direct it in that way. Look, I just manipulated Brian yeah. so hard. He doesn't even know. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty, pretty subtle that way. He's but pulling yeah. the strings behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. To, to answer your question, though, this new album is going to probably, we're, we're shifting more towards like the illusion of uh, odd figures grooving more as if they were like in four so for example we're going to be using a lot of five mm-hmm. um and there might be something in nine so what we're what we're doing is we're splitting these odd numbers in in half okay and and we're making them groove harder so we're we're, we're messing around with that idea nice yeah i love that kind of thing yeah <laughs> i love it when an odd meter sounds like it like just a normal groove and yeah. the opposite i like it when something in four or in three yeah. sounds yeah. off kilter you know <laughs> I mean, even on the old Blue Note records, there's a few grooves in three. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of one on like the certain Coltrane Prestige record where it just has the weirdest accent in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is going on? But that kind of stuff always tweaks my Th- ear. This is something that I learned years ago from listening to a record called uh, System by Brotherly, the band. It's, oh, it's yeah. a British. So yeah. that whole illusion of time shifting really just was important to me. So it had a great impact. And we're trying to do that. I love that track. Yeah. yeah. There's And there's now there are about 
40 videos of different drummers breaking right. down yeah, right. how the groove year. happens in yeah. system. But if you haven't listened to that, it's really interesting because they take this one groove that sort of sounds like four and sort of sounds like six, eight, and then it it morphs mm-hmm. from one to the other in a really cool way. Yeah, it just keeps the it's listener really engaged. Yeah. yeah. And now I have something to listen to when I get home. I was yeah. gonna say you look like you haven't heard it. Nope. It's it's cool. Uh, it's it's good. dope, man. You'll Actually, like that whole album is pretty good. Yeah. 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 Wicked. Well, thank you guys for coming in today. Thank uh, you. Thanks yeah. for having us. It was great to chat with you and thank- great to play some music. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks a ton for coming down. So we're gonna hear one more tune. What are we gonna take it out with? Uh, a tune called Sirens of Titan. It was inspired by uh the Kurt Vonnegut book of the same name. And uh it features our Congolese friend, Congolese Canadian friend, Ellie Miller. My bongo. Yeah. That's a two-person job, that name. It, yes. it really is. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a beast. He's a beast. He comes here usually once a year, actually. I don't know if you've met him. He, oh, I've heard you talk about him. Yeah. He's been to Louis Jam. He's been to Gilbert's a few times. Actually, I remember he tears it up on congas. Like, he's a beast. Oh, He's right. friends with Diego and I. Well, friends with all of us now, really. Yeah. I think I remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there when I, he was there. Yeah, for Monster. sure. Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. A, Monster. Just he a, actually has a really, if you guys ever care to listen to him, those out there too, he has a really, really good band called Jazz and Boca, where they fuse the Congolese rhythms with, uh, obviously, jazz. Hmm. Yeah. Most importantly, he's a really attractive guy, so. Yeah. Oh, wow. Handsome yeah. devil. Handsome now, unfortunately, guy. this is an audio medium, so we'll just have to appreciate his conga playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So here, here it is. Check it out. Here it is. <laughs> Sirens of Titan from Reason The Goose is Loose. Because there is new knowledge to be gained and new rights to be won. And they must be won and used for the progress of the whole We choose to go to the road in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win.
listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser, performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, Harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller on drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artists. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Thank you guys for coming in today. Thank uh, you. Thanks yeah. for having us. Good to good to rap with y'all. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> good to rap with you all. Oh, please, it's a hat. You know what? I sound like can a, you? Can I sound, you? I sound like an old church lady trying to be hip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need you to to cut that and send yeah. that to me. I'm going to sample that. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'm extending a middle a finger towards your general direction. God no! I don't know why great, I said great that. Great to rap with you all. <laughs> I, yeah, right. yeah. I said that. I'm like no. <laughs>